When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. An actual hot route at the line of scrimmage. That's how we should do it. So this is all Vikings-Packers related. Declan is going to chime in as well uh, on these. Because normally we do hot routes and we go around the league and look at different things that are going on. But, of course, it is Vikings-Packers. So let's start it off. I want to do a draft right now. Quick, around-the-room draft. If you had to fill out an all-time Vikings-Packers 7-on-7 team with Brett Favre as all-time quarterback... Who are the guys that you are taking around Brett Favre on each one of your teams between the Vikings and Packers all-time players? Who wants first pick? You want first pick, Eric? You get first pick. Yeah. What a ridiculous question! <laughs> <laughs> I'm come up with ridiculous. an answer. This, this is crazy because there are there are three there are multiple Hall of Fame wide receivers on both of these teams, uh-huh. but I think the best one is obviously Randy Moss. So I'm gonna go with Moss. Okay. Second pick, Sage. Probably Adrian Adrian Peterson. Okay, but he didn't have a great year uh, under that year. But I mean, best running back of, of those two teams in the history. It was strange know. that he did not have a good year that year. Yeah, did, fumbled we, a lot. Didn't have. But, did not have a good yeah. year. Yeah, wasn't anyway. he good on like screen passes or something? Yeah, he it was the one, only year he caught year passes. He caught the, the only year well. he caught passes this entire time. Favre somehow got it out of him. T. Jack couldn't. But All right, well, I'll, I'll make this obvious. Then I will take Chris Carter. As yep. my first seven on seven guy, Declan draft yours. Wait, I should be right. Three, this wait, three white. We have no Packers. Uh, really, well, I, I got a Packer. I think then. I'm allowed to go defense too. Obviously, right? Or is it We're just going offense? seven on yeah. seven. Seven on seven. So you could pick cornerbacks and yeah. linebackers. Uh, give me Charles Woodson. Okay. I'm Eric? gonna go. I'm gonna go with Don Hudson. Don Hudson. Don Hudson led wow. the NFL in receiving yards seven times. <laughs> uh, had 17 touchdown catches, catches in 1942. Before, <laughs> what are you, the NFL 100 makers? I, I'm, like, what are you doing? I feel like Don I'm, Hudson's like a, Don Hudson. a era adjusted a top like ten wide receiver. Oh, it doesn't have to be somebody that's played within like the Favre era. It can be of all. Yeah, it's time. just your all time seven on seven team. I am at a, by the way, I'm at a huge disadvantage with you two guys who are like this is what you guys do is stats and information and people's names from back in the day and all these types of things. Um, hmm, it's a really good question. Number, th- you want to pick yourself, Sage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I want to go with. Um, two of the great franchises in history. Here. I got <laughs> you. I got you. I'm trying to think of great Packer receivers of all time. Uh, well, you could There's go with um, Sterling Sharp. James. Lofley, I was going to say Sterling Sharp, Sharp was Sterling probably Sharp? my next. Yeah, didn't have a long career, but he really he would have been a Hall of Famer if he wouldn't have that neck so issue. We talked. Chris Carter broke his receiving 
record by like 20 receptions one year. And now we got Michael Thomas, who's probably going to do the same thing to Marvin Harrison, right? Yeah, like right. That, by a lot. Kind of, kind of fun uh, uh, look back. Okay, I'm going to go with Robert Smith. Oh, that was mine. That's a great one. Ooh. You're, getting, you're stealing mine. Robert Smith, underrated. He had like five yards a carry for his career and could catch the ball in the backfield, one of the fastest players ever. Well, we got to protect uh, Brett Favre, so give me Steve Hutchinson. Seven on seven, Decker. <laughs> oh, I can't, I that, can't do the line. That means there's no lines. <laughs> Damn. We, we, no one's picking linebackers. <laughs> that would have been line. great. Uh, give me Donald Driver, then. Okay. Donald Driver would be great. Okay. Um, I mean... Seven I'm actually, seven. I'm actually going to continue to. I'm going to go with Jake Reed. Okay, I like that. That's a great one, Jake Reed. We got lots more questions, Sage. So figure it out. I'm going to go with Leroy Butler. Okay, I like that pick. Um, and I will pick. So we'll do, we'll do three picks each. How many have we done so far? Two. I think we've all done two. We've all done two. Yep. I'm going to go with. Because everybody's going to have these great receivers. I'm going to go with the toughest corner that I ever saw play, Antoine Winfield. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Uh, as a nice backup running back, can I take a Mod Green? Sure. Sure, you can Mod take Green. a Mod Green. Really good, Madden, really good Madden player. Madden oh 05, really good player. So, Eric, do you have one more pick? Uh, I think I have three, but I'll, I oh, can Oh, you just, have three. Okay. Yep. All right. So, you have, Eric, then Moss, Don <laughs> Hudson. <laughs> And Jake Reed. Jake Reed. You have Adrian Peterson, Sterling Sharp, and Leroy Butler. I have Antoine Winfield, Chris Carter, and Robert Smith. And you have... I have all Packers. You have Woodson. Yeah, why did you do that? I had to uh, change things up. Donald Driver and Ahmad Green. So I your want... team is the worst and loses. Who That's has, fine. Who has the best team? I think Not Rand- mine. I think... Randy Moss is probably making you the best team because you have the best player. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. All right, next question. <laughs> Whenever you just want to figure something out, you just start drafting. Let's just start drafting stuff. All right, next question. Uh, neither the Vikings or the Packers will enter the postseason as favorites for the Super Bowl. I think we could pretty much guarantee that. Here's what I want to know from you guys. Which one of these two franchises gets its next Super Bowl first? So who wins the Super Bowl in the future first? I I think you have to make it Minnesota in the sense that the the Packers quarterback is only going in the wrong direction age wise, that, yep. and also just skills wise. And then if I'm taking a coach, whether it's Stefanski taking over for Zimmer or Zimmer maintaining, I, I like him over Lafleur. So mm. I, and. So, the, the, so I, I think it's the Vikings. I was going to say the same thing. I don't see Rodgers with his age winning another Super Bowl, and I, but I think that's going to have to play out for a while. Like he's going to get, he's going to get like an extra two years that he probably should. They should have gone another direction. But you know, the Packers could do something like they did with Favre and draft somebody sooner rather than later and hope that guy's replacement. But I think he might play for a while and be and be good. But I don't see the Packers being great, uh, and he's going to have a huge contract too. This is the draft for it: Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. Like there's quarterbacks in that twenty to thirty-two range in the draft this year. Tua, if he falls because of an injury, I think that could be a spot for them to take a quarterback. I think the answer is if the Packers don't win it this year, which the door is open to if they get the bye. If they win tonight and they end up with a first-round bye, then that just sends your chances to go to the Super Bowl through the roof, in Mm -hmm. my mind, if you get that bye. And then he's Aaron Rodgers, and he always has that chance to throw for 400 yards and dominate a game and win on the last drive and all those things because he is still some shred of that same Aaron Rodgers that we saw in 2000, 
2009 through 2014 that he's he's still that talented. But if they don't, then I'll say the Vikings at some point down the road, if it's not this year also. Mm-hmm. But the Vikings window is going to be open for a little while with still talent of a lot of guys in their prime and probably Cousins ends up on an extension. So you're going to have good quarterback play for quite a while. And then you just need the sort of the lottery to, to click and you end up as that team that year and, and you end up going to the Super Bowl. So I would say if the Green Bay Packers don't do it this year, the Vikings will win you one You make first. a great point about the bye. I mean, it's it, it increases your chances. It is amazing, by the way, we all talk about like Rodgers. Uh, he's just not quite as good as he used to be. The last two seasons, uh, 49 <laughs> touchdowns and four That's interceptions. <laughs> I mean, that is just insane. Trash. Insane. Uh, it, it's a tough. Yeah, it's tough because I think the Vikings' defense is getting older. Um, they had a window here to really make it happen. If it's not this year, then I, that defense continues to get older and and is not where it used to be. And I can't discredit Aaron Rodgers, even though he might be starting to get washed, as uh, Matthew Carr <laughs> likes to say. Uh, I can't discredit him. He doesn't turn the ball over. Sage just laid out forty nine touchdowns, four interceptions, whatever it was. He's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. In two years, don't know what they're doing at quarterback. I know Aaron Rodgers is locked into Green Bay for at least five more seasons. By the way, the, off subject, but the Vikings got to go defense with the draft a lot more this year. I got to think to replace some of those guys. If they don't pick a quarterback first, yeah, well, and they should they should get a speed receiver too. I mean, like uh, yeah, then this was, this draft is deep with receivers. I think that could be. But you're right. Probably three of their first four picks should be defense. Yeah, just yeah. and like just like last year, three of their first four or whatever needed to be offense, and they were so. Yeah. All right, our next question. I want you guys to pick one quarterback all-time from the Vikings and Packers from the all-time history, not named Fran Tarkenton, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, who you would want to lead your game-winning drive. So you got the ball at the 25-yard line. There's two minutes left. You're down by four points. All-time, not Tarkenton, Star, Farver, Rodgers, who's leading that And you drive. can't choose yourself. And you, yeah, I was going to say. You can <laughs> if you want. If you think you gave them the best I chance. I did write you down as one of the options. I, I mean, is, I would love to have that opportunity. That is believe questionable it. if you would give them the best chance ever. True, but. true. All right, who wants to start? I'll go. Okay, go ahead, Declan. Give me, give me Dante Culpepper. He's my favorite Vikings quarterback of all time that I've seen in my my lifetime. 17 game-winning drives, 11 fourth-quarter comebacks. Give me Dante Culpepper all day. You concerned about the small hands? Nope, small hands are fine. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can run like a linebacker. You can throw like a quarterback. I love it. Okay, he'll obviously fumble yep. on his own with no one touching we'll him on the final drive. We'll see. Tiny hands. I know. Eric. I know Matt's answer to both of these last two, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steer you think away. So? Yeah. You think uh, you know my answer? To the, the last one especially. Uh, I'm gonna go with Warren Moon. Ooh, nice. Ooh, yeah. nice. I think Warren. Warren was Warren's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. One of the great, one of the great throwers yeah, of I mean, all time. This quarterback's off, yeah. your thrower. He was, not, I mean, he was a great quarterback, but yeah. a, I mean, what a thrower of the football. Yeah, that th- off his hand was just unbelievable. Yeah, I got, I got two guys. I like Teddy. I think Teddy's a sort of a clutch guy. You know, is that, is that who you're saying? Teddy, yeah. Teddy's the clutch okay. guy. But as a as a one B, I'm gonna go with Dan Mikowski, the Magic Man, because yeah, if he does, line. if he does bring us through to the other side, man, the post game party will be legit. So it's a, <laughs> the Dan, the Magic Man, Mikowski. 
That, that was, is that's a really Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, Don Mikowski, yeah. yeah. Magic Man? Don, yeah, yeah the Magic, Magic Man. Man. Yeah, I, I had a kid, grow, one of my buddies growing up had a t-shirt after the, the Packers beat the Bears on like a fourth and 19 or something like that. And it said after, and it was a reviewed play or where the, the Magic Man was partially across the last scrimmage, but his like feet, his foot was behind the last scrimmage still. And it was reviewed. This is, you know, late late 80s, pre-Farve, obviously. Lindy and Fonte area. And really. he had a t-shirt that said after further review, the Bears still suck. And he used to wear it to school all the time. So uh, the Magic Man was always one of my favorites. Oh, all right. So, yeah, Teddy would have been an obvious pick. There's still quite a few good quarterbacks here on the board. But I'm going to throw this one out there. He played for both of these teams. He wore a visor. He wore gloves, yeah. and he gave zero you-know-what. I like it. Jim I like McMahon. It. Yeah. Jim McMahon is like is old-school Teddy. That's what he is. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he did yeah. it once, throwing to Eric Gulliford to win a game against the Packers, and he could do it again. This is a guy who went 67-30, and 30 and one year did lead the league in fourth-quarter comebacks. Jim McMahon's likability got him like six wins a season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's the op- no one had to ask the question about Kirk about Kim right yeah, he was something like opposite. forty and three against the NFC Central back in the day like his, the black and blue division yeah, he was, he was Jim perfect. McMahon in the nineties is so great because yeah, yeah. he ends up on the Philadelphia Eagles with Randall Cunningham gets hurt and here's Jim McMahon like ah oh, he must be done right he had played for San Diego or whatever. he goes eight and three as a starter with an eighty quarterback rating of course and then you know he moves on he ends up as a starter for the Vikings has a seventy six quarterback rating but goes eight and four yeah. he just always seemed to find a way to win games is, and is, is a badass is kevin butler the jim mcmahon of kickers is that, <laughs> yeah. is that just played for a million so jim had the biggest noodle arm of all time but he had such good anticipation uh, so other possible selections obviously tommy kramer one of the great quarterbacks elbow pad brad johnson yep. brad johnson would be another one the packers have so many fewer of these our friend rich gannon who has been yeah. uh, on the show right. many a time and, uh, you know, if you had to, th- here's the thing. If, if you got down as, let's say, fourth and 18 or something, Jeff George could come and yeah, throw yeah, the Jeff, entire yeah. length of the, the field. Jeff's <laughs> one year with Minnesota <laughs> is one of the best. Well, and Randall Cunningham, obviously. Yeah, of some, course. Yep. You know, that's a guy who could bring yep, it back. Randall yeah. Cunningham. Jeff George. Um, I spent a season with Jeff George, rookie year. Man, like, or I should say two games into my rookie oh, one, year. They fired him. Yeah, oh, Washington, one. yeah. yeah. It's a great story there of <laughs> how he got fired. But anyway. What, what a time. What a time. With Jeff George. Uh, Maybe those can be off-the-air stories at some point. All right, our final Hot Routes question here of the day. Every time the Vikings and Packers play, there's a chance that some random-ass player could become legendary. I just mentioned Eric Gulliford. That's what what I thought your answer was. Yeah. And and so tonight, Mike Boone is going to play the majority of the snaps running back. So he's the obvious pick for tonight's game. I want you to give me your favorite random player who played a role in the rivalry. And then someone else... Who tonight could become a myth? Some someone who we would determine as a random player for the Vikings or Packers, who could become legendary because of a random pop up performance this evening. Well, in the 0-1 season, the oh. Vikings were five and eleven. He don't steal mine, Eric. And they were horrible. And uh, Corey Stringer died in training camp. Robert Smith retired. Michael Bennett was the first round pick, and he wasn't very good. Doug Chapman. Nice. 22 carries, 90 yards in a, what was it? What did it look like here? 35 13 victory over the Packers. The Packers were eventually the division champions, I believe, in that season. Uh, just some random running back, much like Mike Boone. Third round pick out of, I believe, Marshall, uh, who's playing right now. So that that's my pick. Who is it for tonight? I. Uh, um, 
Afani Adegaba already did it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so right, I got yeah, that. Right. Um, Tyler Conklin's going to catch a Jeff Dugan like touchdown. <laughs> hey, how right. played? Yes, <laughs> that's. A- <laughs> what do you think, Sage? Um, I think uh, Amir Abdullah, who also he's like, so, you know, yeah. he's thinking oh, Mike yeah, Boone, yeah, but play. man, Amir has run the ball well, and I think he's going to get obviously some extra snaps through those. Probably, I can see those guys going uh, fifteen and ten or something like that, and you know, Amir might uh, you know t- take one to the distance and be sort of the you know poor man's Dalvin Cook, not as big, but man, he's got some jets and he might be taking to the distance. So I'm hoping that he's the guy uh, tonight that uh, makes a big difference. That maybe isn't the the, the center of the offense. Is, is there a random player who stepped up I in was, a big game? Yeah, I was trying to think back uh, to those games, and I damn. Jeff Dugan caught the game winning touchdown in the far return to Lambo game. That's right. That's that might be. Okay, that's yeah, a great pick. That, that, yeah, that, that is a great pick. Um, remember Percy Harvin? It was 2010, and the Vikings ended up losing, but Percy Harvin caught that crazy Favre. Yeah, his foot was out of bounds. the back of the end. Yeah. yeah, it was the catch that wasn't yeah. the catch, but nah. man, that was an un. That was like a. That was an Aaron Rodgers type yeah. play yeah. that Favre made it happen. You wonder where Aaron. Favre learned, lit learned. the house on fire that game and then almost took credit for, for uh, you know, watering it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. like three pick sixes or something. Yeah. Declan? Mine's from the same game as Eric's. And this is one of my all-time favorite Vikings players, and this guy had a great game today. That that day, linebacker Kylie Wong. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Kylie Wong. A pick six, a pass deflection, three tackles, and that thirty-five thirteen win at the dome. Yeah, as Eric said, I mean that was kind of a lost season for the Vikings. I think just five and eleven. But Kylie Wong with a big game put the Vikings up fourteen to nothing. I love me some Kylie Wong, so that is my random Vikings player. Can, can I give some random information about Kylie Wong? Of course, you certainly. All right, can. so I played with him with the Texans. All right, his his. Uh, trying to think is it his sister is married to or no he's married to somebody ac slater as it as in i'm trying to think of his actual name yeah. saved by the bell saved by yeah. the bell oh funny uh that actor i can't think of his name off the bat that's mario uh, lopez mario lopez yeah. he's married to mario lopez's sister i believe so he actually came i saw ac slater who you know <laughs> did have an iowa wrestling scholarship supposedly back in the day i saw him at a game or two and my Texans career. Uh, and my random Tremendous. player to step up tonight is Shamar Stefan. Okay, that means he must cause a fumble or yeah, something? He'll, uh, yeah, he'll sack Rodgers. runs right into him. One and a half times. <laughs> one oh. and a half sacks. Uh, I'm going to go with John Avery in 2003, scoring yeah. a touchdown in a 30-25 to 25 win for the Vikings. John Avery hadn't even played in an NFL game at that point since 1999. And did nothing but a, a handful of kick returns after that for the Vikings, and that was it. He played in six total games. That was his only catch. He was targeted. No, he had two catches, and that was one of them. He was targeted four times. And Do you want to know something? The 03 John Vikings Avery. were leading the NFC North from that John Avery catch until the Nate Poole catch in the last game of That's the right. season. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, They another... were 6-0 with John Avery. This is uh, random running back wins. <laughs> yeah. And then in games that he did not play and they lost every single one. Favre, so. Favre 248 yards, four picks in that game. This is a quintessential Favre game. By in the, in the 2009 a, a Vikings-Packers game, Spencer Havner had two touchdowns, two catches for 21 yards. I don't even remember who that is or what that nope. what number he was or anything. Spencer no Havner idea. with two touchdowns no in that idea. game. I think I want to go with. Like, does BC Johnson qualify as a I don't random think so. player? I mean, I think he does. Does he's he? Not he's dealing, had a nice year he's though. Not he's a third receiver he's, per yeah, se, he's right? A third I receiver. Guess. We could go. I mean, we could go a little deeper down the well and say, you know, 
Alexander Holland steps in and catches a touchdown pass. Holton Hill picks six. Yeah, Holton Hill picks six. I, I think, you know what, I'll go Alexander Hollins then. Because he has zero catches, he's been targeted one time, he was on the practice squad, and they had enough injuries that he got bumped up and is No one said Sean on Mannion. I thought of it. Well, I didn't you, think about it. You never know. It is always possible. Someone asked Kirk Cousins a question about his starting streak this week, which means that he's getting hurt. Uh. Like a guarantee. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Declan, for the NFL music and your answers. Uh, Sage Rosenfels, Eric Eager, Matthew Collar here on Purple Daily. And well, let me stay with something that popped up in, in the midst of our conversation just about Rodgers and his washed McWasherson self. What are the Packers' chances to go? Because if this were three or four years ago, and they were one win tonight away from getting a two seed, we'd be saying, oh man, Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl if they win this game tonight, because they'll get that, and then Rodgers will win in the playoffs by throwing three Hail Marys against some team, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's horrible. But now, I see their chances, Eric, as extremely low unless they get that two seed. And even then, I have very little confidence in Aaron Rodgers to play multiple great playoff games. Well, yeah, there's always that possible. Like, so remember, we, you know, 2016, the Packers started four and six, and he was averaging like five and a half yards an attempt. He rattles six straight wins. He has that brilliant performance uh, against Dallas in the playoffs. You know, he has that in him. The issue is his consistency, right? We've seen him in LA this year struggle. The, the San Francisco game was a complete joke. Even the past few games, teams like Washington uh, have given them fits. And it's one of those things where that offense, you talk about his touchdown interception ratio, and it's tremendous. But it almost you'd almost want him to like inject a little bit of like Jameis Winston's uh, lifestyle into him a little bit in terms of throwing the football. You want him to eat W's? That eat is, W's. Uh, on the field only. On the, on the field only. The but like the issue the issue is is he he's got the he's got one of the best arms in the history of the NFL. Some of the best athleticism we've ever seen from a quarterback, you know, one of the po- a pocket passer and he does he fundamentally refuses to take risks. And in in the playoffs He's going to be facing teams in New Orleans and San Francisco where he's going to be a decided underdog. And if he's afraid to make mistakes, they're going to lose. Well, I will. I will say this though: when we, you know, the 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 turnover, um, you know, uh, plus minus and the whole turnover thing, it is amazing when you're minus one or minus two. The chances of if you take all the other stats out of the game, you're minus two. There's like a twenty percent chance you can win the football game. What about right? minus seven? Well, they're plus they're plus Chargers. fourteen on yeah. the season. It's interesting. You know, they're plus fourteen on the season, which is why they won. Which is why they've won as many games as they have defensively. You know, they're ranked in the bottom third in most of their stats. Not scoring, they're ninth, but they are twenty second and twenty fourth in, in run and pass defense. So they're not like just some dominant you know football team, but they're winning close games because of those turnovers and just the opposite. The uh, uh, L.A. Chargers. I want to say San Diego, and I might just say San Diego. On this you know, show, heck you with can. it because you know I got no it's, problem with it. it's sort of embarrassing that they're they're not going to be just an L.A. It. franchise for they're a long the time. San Diego anyway. Chargers to me forever. But they were statistically in the top half in a lot of categories, mm-hmm. offensive and defensively. But they were minus ten going to the game, and they had seventy five turnovers against the Vikings, and it ended up being a blowout. And and so that 
the turnover, the fact that he is more conservative with the ball, I understand that you, you want a little more gunslinger in him, but he hasn't had to be a gunslinger. I think he just knows, you know, just live for another day, live for another day, throw it away. Uh, and he stayed away from those turnovers, well, and they've won a lot of games. Well, that's so hard about football. We were talking on the walk-in. It's only 16 games, and oftentimes you don't get to see whether things are errors of omission or errors of commission, right? So him him not taking chances could just be, look, they've been the better team in 10 of their 13 games. Or, you know, just just be patient and just, over 60 minutes we will win this gonna game. We're going to beat Washington by 5. That's right. right? They'll and, screw it up themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but my issue is is when they go and they face a team like San Francisco, like at, by the end of the game, it was like they they can't move the football. They were embarrassed in yeah, that yeah. football game. Whereas you, you look at it, and again, I'm talking about the extreme. But you look at a quarterback like Jameis Winston, who's a turnover machine, but they move the football. You know, and it doesn't even matter who the you know you and I could be playing receiver for Tampa, and they move the football, which keeps them in the game in a different way, right? And so the question becomes: if things break down, because things break down around Jameis all the time, and they're still in all those games. If things break down around Rodgers and they can't move the football as efficiently, then they're stuck in the type of game they had against San Francisco. So I always worry about their ability to move the ball consistently because from a yards per attempt, from expected points, he's just not, simply not one of the better quarterbacks anymore. Well, and when Jameis uh, in Bruce Arians in general has always been a, a coach that has pushed the ball down the field yep. and continues to call deeper shots and those things. And so if they're down by 10... They're probably not like, oh, we have no chance to win the game. They've done it before. Jameis can bring them back, and they can move the football. They just need to make a couple plays here and there. And the Packers, when it started going bad, in particular that that 49ers game, it just got uglier and uglier as the game went on. And, I mean, that was one of the worst games I've seen Rodgers play uh, over the course of, what, what, 14, 15 years as a Packer quarterback. All right, we got to take a break. And when we come back, if the Vikings win, then blank will have happened. If Green Bay wins, then blank will have happened. We will fill those in. Matthew Collar, former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels, pro football focus is Eric Eager here on the show today. We'll be right back on 